Are you being the real you or singing in someone else's voice? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship leaders, teams, and friends, what is up? Brandon Dempsey here. Welcome, and thank you so much for downloading the Worship Team Training Podcast and uploading us into your device each week. Thank you also our members at Worship Team Training University who are watching us by video right now. And those of you who are listening by this podcast found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and elsewhere, thank you so much for subscribing. You too can subscribe, and we ask that you would because a lot of you guys listen to us, and we are grateful. Be sure to go to worshipteentraining.com sign up for the Monday Digest weekly email that goes right to your inbox every Monday and you can look at our workshops, mentoring and our awesome university on demand membership for worship leaders and teams. Let's get right to it. Uh, Members, don't forget coming up this week we have our release of Alex Avilia, uh, that show um, Awesome Drummer and coming up on the program we have David Manor coming back and on May the 2nd, we have John Egan, so you don't want to miss that. Actually, John Egan's going to be May the 9th. I'm sorry, because on the 2nd, um, we have uh, David Manor, and then we have Travis Ducier coming up as well. So all that to say, I, I totally messed up the schedule, but that's okay. Just go to wttu.co slash events, and you'll see all who's coming up there. So what's up, everybody? Let me just ask the question. Have you ever had or listened to a not-so-much audition when it comes to vocals or band, and you stepped into that place or somebody else stepped into your place, and man, it was a different story of whatever came out of their mouth or came out of their instrument. I want to get to that story just a little bit. So let's talk about this. Our hearts and worship, being being like somebody else or being who God made you to be. I asked the question up front, are you singing in that kind of voice? Now, the reason why I ask is because, members, you can follow us on page 86 on our devotional from the journey of a worshiper. The Lord says in Jeremiah 5, do you not fear me? Now, in an age where everybody else is running to be like somebody else, I think we've forgotten whose voice is really calling us back to reality. And we live in this Instagram-type mindset of today. I mean, everybody puts up their photos and, you know, the hashtag uh, not so, and those that take photos of their worship service or another one, and when you step into the reality, it's not (laughs) what they posted, and it's kind of awkward, so uh, be careful if you're doing that out there. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. But when it comes to those kind of things, are we really chasing what God has for us, or are we trying to chase something else, even in the way that we lead worship? So that was Jeremiah's uh, story. And when we see from you know what God has sent out to do and the plans that he has for Jeremiah— uh, it's simply this, that you know God sends Jeremiah the prophet to help his people to make sense of the conquest. Uh, this goes back to the old days of Babylon, uh, 586 B.C. actually. And this is about the time of the exile uh, of the Israelites. And first, Jeremiah calls the people to repentance uh, with the promise of God's blessings. Uh, that's uh, chapter 7. And increasingly, the prophet reveals that nothing can save Judah, Israel, from the Babylonian invasion. The people's sins are too profound. Their wound is incurable, it says in verse 30. Uh, Wow. 
God will use his servant later on. When you read this, King Nebuchadnezzar to punish the people for their unfaithfulness. The Lord is no mere, not a mere national deity, but the king of nations under whom all peoples are humbled. Unlike pagan gods, the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, the eternal king. When he is angry, the earth trembles. It has that in Jeremiah uh, 20. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 10, 10. And we reject, we, even today, reject our tendency to trivialize God. We join the nations in humble, trembling submission before our king. So we today think it's foolishness to worship something else or someone else other than God. We reject that idea. But does that really happen when it comes to what we try to do in life, in our ministries, in our church that, don't get me wrong, we still worship the one true God, but we are also still making other things more of a priority. Now, if you followed our last podcast, that's what I talked about as far as our priority, where we place our value, and all those things. And Jeremiah 3 is not saying anything different. I'm sorry, Jeremiah 5, 22, when God says, do you fear me? And I think that question is ever true, even especially in today's times. We are caring so much about other things going on around us that we're not really focusing in, focusing in on what the Lord has called us to do. Now, I'm going to go to that story about the audition because I find, you know, do you see this as far as in society today that so many in the church are trying to sound like others that you hear on the radio? Now, I'm going to let this be a nameless person, both in the Christian world and in the secular world. Let's, it's all music, right? It just so happens to be Christian lyrics. That's how I feel about it. But in those two genres, Christian and secular, let's say, just for the sake of the argument, uh, there is one person in Christian uh, music that sounds like a person in secular music. Now, I'm thinking of one person that sounds like the other, and I have a problem with that. Now, it's, it's one thing for us to have a model, to aspire to have good skills, and even to you know look at somebody else and what they do and admire what they do. I think that's great. But I think there's a fine line between what's admiring and what's flat out copying. Now, the, the deal is this. God, what kind of voice do you think he wants to hear from you? That's, a, that's my question. What, what do you think your church wants to hear? Do they want to hear somebody off the radio to be for you to be like somebody else? Or does it go deeper than that? When, let's say you, when you connect to God on a worship level, does he hear your voice or someone else's? So why is it then that we trade that and we want to be like somebody else other than who God's called you to be? Now, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into this story. So here's what I experienced. And I asked that question. Have you ever had an audition or listened to one that was not so much? In other words, it didn't turn out the way you thought it would be, or the person who auditioned, wow, I had a greatly adverse reflect adverse effect. That happened to me. So not too long ago, we had an audition and had a person come in, they led a few songs. And in the first six seconds of the leading of the songs, it sounded like somebody else. And what's so interesting about it 
is that their voice did not match their speaking voice. Now, in our lessons on Worship Team Training University, I talk a lot about that in our Training Thursdays is what we call it. And I talk a lot about how you are to sing with your natural voice. This person was not doing that. And in fact, it reminded me of former like 1990s style. And I thought to myself, you know, this would work in the realm of if you're going to go out and gig at places on the weekend, Friday, Saturday nights, that voice would be perfect, actually. It, it actually sounded perfect for that reason. But to lead worship in the church, it was what they were doing with their voice. It just didn't, it just did not sound. Now, I'm not going to sing it to you. I'm not going to uh, share with you what it sounded like. But let's just say that it just was not good. And I knew that they were not using their real voice. So when I'm looking around the room, because we had like pastors in the room, we had other people on the team. And at first I can see that they were trying to, you know, go with the flow and think that, yeah, this is, this person's doing, they're trying to do a good job. But honestly, for me, within the first six seconds, it just, it did not sound good. I mean, I I tried with all that I could to, to go past the voice and I couldn't. And the voice was just not working. And then I'm I'm thinking in my mind, if it's not working for me, you know, I don't know what it would be like for the church and how they would connect. So I sat back, I just listened. But around the room, when the song was over, I actually heard people ask questions to the singer, to the one that was auditioning. And they were asking them, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you adjust the song this way? Can you sing it more slower? Can you try this or that? And the person who auditioned was was very gracious, you know, really tried to meet those questions and tried to make those adjustments. But the singing just came out to be the same. And again, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm envisioning a 1990s rock star when I hear their voice, but it just wasn't working. And so why was it not working? Well, no, the vocals were, were not um, engaging enough. The, the time in which the vocals were being sung, the speed was not, uh, let's say, from a, a church standpoint, I didn't feel like the people were able to catch the voice. They weren't able to sing with the voice. They weren't able to identify. And it just wasn't working. It was going too fast. And I'm listening to what others were saying. And even after the, after the audition, people were, were telling me how nice the person was and how they were great. But they just found it a challenge to follow that voice. They found it a challenge. And so to me, I quickly thought, man, how often does that happen in our worship spaces? Now, you may be thinking of somebody right now that's either on your team or not, maybe somebody from the past or somebody that you're working with currently. And you may have the same feeling too. How do you encourage others to find their true voice? And and that's really what I'm talking about here. So what I, I... this is what I came away with, and I shared this with the person uh, just after the audition. I went to them and said, hey, you know, this is great. And I was just honest. I said, but I don't really feel like you're using your voice in the way God intended. In other words, I think that you have a lot more potential to tap into your voice than what you're using. And I feel like you're trying too hard to sound like somebody else that not only are you discounting the voice God gave you, but you're also discounting the poor, the people in the room. So that's my um, second question. So the first one is, you know, why this voice? The second question is, you know, 
then are you, you know, you're discounting people in the room because when other people hear you, they're hearing somebody else and you're trying so hard to be like somebody else that you're not connecting in the room. I know when I get too focused on other things going on, I'm not focused on the primary. I, like last week, I'm not focused on the things that I'm valuing. And if I'm trying so hard my voice to sound like somebody else, then who am I really doing that for anyway? Think about it for a second. You know, yes, we can say, yeah, but I'm trying, like Paul, I'm trying to be all things to all people. Okay, but Paul meant that in an evangelical sense. I don't think that works as, you know, the same from a worship leading aspect. I think that, yes, we are to be relevant. We are to, you know, if, if you're in downtown, if you're in the country, wherever, yes, we are to emulate to that style, but to become somebody that you're not, I think that's when it crosses the line. And I've seen singers do this. So singers, let me just tell you, you need to find your voice. You need to sing in a voice that identifies you. That means spending the hard time practicing. And I think that's what a lot happens with musicians and singers. We get so caught up in trying to be like somebody else that we see on YouTube, their Instagram feed, Facebook, whatever, that it's easy, right? It's easy to copy what other people do. It's harder to be original. So that's what God's point was to Jeremiah, to, to the people of God. God was so angry of Judah and Israel because they were not being who God intended them to be. They were worshiping false idols, pagan gods, running after other things in life. And Jeremiah's like saying, wait a minute, hold on a second. And, and God says right here, which I love in verse 24 of chapter 5, they do not say to themselves, let us fear the Lord our God. If we are to fear the Lord our God, then why are we running after other things? Because if God gives all things generously, then there's no need for the struggle. There's no need for the fight. Why do we fight? Why do we struggle? Is it because we want to be accepted by others? Is it because we want others to say, oh, how pretty of a voice or good job that they've done? Don't get me wrong. That's, it's great to be encouraged. We are to be encouraged. But if we're doing it for the wrong reasons, to be accepted, to be like somebody that we're not, for the sake of that we feel better about ourselves, man, we need a we need a heart check in the mirror, and it starts with you and me. It starts with us standing there saying, okay, God, um, what is it about me that I don't like? What is it about me that I feel like I need to be negative? These are hard questions to ask, but I'm telling you, friends, the more and more that we do this and bring them to the light of Jesus, Jesus begins the healing within us and helps us understand that Jesus he is all that we need. We don't need to be like anybody else because God says that he made us in Christ's likeness, that we are to be in the likeness of Christ. Those of us who are saved, who become into relationship with the Father, God makes all things new. We didn't start out this way, but where we are now in Jesus, God has predestined us to be Christ-like. So how can we emulate that within our vocal abilities, in our musicianship, in the way that we lead worship, in the way that we relate to other people? Because it's not others who will see us, it's who others that will, they will see God through us. Isn't that right? That's the whole point. I mean, think about it this way. Jesus said to the disciples in Mark 4, 39, he said this to the sea, I'm sorry, peace be still. 
The disciples were so focused on, man, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die, because of all the things that they had seen, they were not putting their fear in the Lord, like what God was saying back here in Jeremiah. They were putting their fear in the circumstance. They were putting their fear in man and like, well, what shall we do? They come to Jesus all freaking out. And Jesus, you know, gets up, rebukes the sea and says to the disciples right away, where's your faith? And I think a lot of us need to answer that question. Where's your faith? Where has God called you in this time, in this moment right now? With all the current events, the current events that are happening, the things that are going on inside your church walls, what's happening in your community, the things that we see on the news day by day, are we still too focused on our own craft to care? Because when God makes our heart pliable and we begin caring about the world around us, the community, at that point, nothing else should matter except for following the heart of God and becoming the voice that he gave us to be that story that God is already singing within your heart and within my heart. So how can we do that as a worship ministry, as a worship team? I really believe that the more that we dig deep into who we are in Jesus and read the word and and to learn how to fear God, uh, what it means that, you know, the even Jesus said that the only fear that we should have is really of the God who's got power over life and death, the one who God who can kill both body and the soul. But once of those of us who put our belief in Jesus, we really have nothing else to fear except God himself. I mean, so why is it then that we walk around the way that we do in our ministries? And, you know, I, I know that you may not, we may not be out there saying, yeah, but I want to be like, uh, you know, name your, your favorite worship leaders name, put in the blank right here. No, it doesn't mean that we're going around doing that, but I do believe there is a level of uncertainty about what we do because we are human. I have it. I mean, I think, you know, man, how can I improve my voice here? Or what can I do there in my worship leading? That's normal. What's not normal, though, is when we strive to be like the person that we hear on the radio because we want people to like us. Worship leaders, stop doing that. Singers, stop doing that. Musicians, stop doing that. Be the person that God's created you to be. Well, what does that mean, Brandon? It means you getting out with your instrument or voice and practicing defining your own sound, going over those bars over and over and over again, find the highest note within that chorus, learn how to hit that note correctly. If it's finding out the guitar part or the drum part within the verse of bridge, go over those bars over and over and over again, repeat them and repeat them. Don't repeat the loop on hitting the play button on YouTube. That's not what's going to teach you. What's going to teach you is good, hard work in your practice time and, of course, when we come face-to-face with God in the Bible and learning to say, you know what, it is okay. In fact, it's not just okay. It's great to be who I am in God and not anybody else. Can you say that today? So worship leader, musician, pastor, tech, what's your response? Are you being who God has truly called you to be? Guys, let me ask you the question, how does this sit with you? I hope and I pray that the words that I said, and I I pray before every broadcast and everything that I do that it's of encouragement to you, or was this maybe something that caused you to think, or did it cause you to be derailed in your thoughts? Let me know. Hit me up, Brandon at 
worshipteamtraining.com. And I will respond. Many of you guys have been emailing, and thank you for that. You've been asking questions, letting us know what's going on in your ministry. PM me on any of our socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Worship Team Training. Let me know what's up, because this is how we engage good, good conversation. So, guys, look, I, I invite you to dig deep into who you are in Christ I also ask, would you share this podcast with those that you feel that need to hear this message today? And when you're at it, would you mind just giving us a review on iTunes or iHeart, wherever that you find this stream that you're listening to? And thank you for that. So guys, I hope that I brought you to a place of encouragement that you can step back and say, wow, you know what? I am stronger in Christ more than what I thought because his word says says so. Not what I say, not what somebody else, but what God says so. So remember, guys, I love you. And I hope that this broadcast today encouraged you in your step so that you are transformed for the leading of worship. And guys, remember, you don't need to be perfect. Just let the Lord Jesus transform the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship. I'm Brandon Dempsey, worshipteamtraining.com and Worship Team Training University. See you next time. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.